Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Dominicans turn over to Haiti ex-cops sought in Moises Lane. CARICOM leaders make progress on CARICOM single market and economy implementation. 3,000 Ukrainian tourists stranded in Dominican Republic short of cash. Conflict in Eastern Europe could negatively impact global food security. Insects, a future source of valuable animal feed in the Caribbean. Study finds corals can be trained to tolerate heat stress. Jamaica launched new certification in hotel industry. And Antigua and Barbuda to host Royal Ocean Racing Club Caribbean 600 for next four years. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean. Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, March 3rd. We start a report today in Hispaniola. The Associated Press reports that Dominican authorities on Wednesday handed over to Haiti a former Haitian police officer linked to the assassination of President Jovenel Moise. The man was identified as Tanis Philomi. He was arrested by the Dominican Republic several days before being turned over to the Haitian police at the border town of Dajabon, a Dominican military office told the Associated Press. The official who spoke anonymously because he wasn't authorized to talk to the press said Philomi was investigated by Dominican authorities before being sent back to Haiti. He didn't say whether Philomi was detained, only that he was a suspect in the presidential slaying. Haiti has struggle to solve Moise's assassination and even to find a judge who can oversee the case. Two judges have stepped down, one citing personal reasons and the other amid corruption accusations that he denied. Barbados Today reports that the Caribbean community leaders ended their two-day intercessional summit in Belize on Wednesday, satisfied they had found new measures to further implement the CARICOM single market and economy. In addition, they announced plans to send delegation to Haiti and condemn the Russian invasion of Ukraine and call for the withdrawal of troops from the Eastern European country. Host Prime Minister and CARICOM Chairman John Brancino told the end of summit news conference that the CARICOM single market and economy, which allows for the free movement of goods, skills, labor and services across the region, was identified as a major plank in the post COVID-19 recovery process. We agreed to revive the CARICOM Economic Recovery and Transformation CERT Work Committee under the guidance of Barbados Prime Minister Mia Motley to serve as a clearinghouse for the many recommendations being tabled and to guide the economic recovery and transformation process in the community, he said. Adding that the representatives of the Caribbean Development Bank, the CARICOM Development Fund, and the CARICOM Commission on the Economy have now been included in the committee. We agreed that there was need to focus on greater production integration to help advance the CARICOM single market and economy. And it was decided that the president of Suriname would be the lead head of government for industrial production in the CARICOM quasi-cabinet of heads of government. Prime Minister Motley, who has led responsibility for CARICOM single market and economy, told reporters the protocol amending the CARICOM treaty was open this afternoon and a number of us signed. 
I can't remember how many of us signed, but this will mean where the threshold of three countries raise an issue. Once we can reach an agreement, two thirds of the community, we can go ahead without unanimity. So that the enhanced cooperation is critical towards us being able to progress within the community without necessarily requiring everybody to move at the same pace. And this is a recognition that there are individual circumstances in a community of sovereign nations that might not allow everybody to move at the same pace, the Barbadian leader added. Prime Minister Motley said the regional governments had recognized that food and water were becoming the new oil and that we needed to be able to reduce the volume of imports while at the same time increasing the opportunities for our agricultural sector. Noting that the region imports just over 200 million in poultry a year, she said. Broadly speaking, we recognize that not only can we be self-sufficient in poultry in the region, we recognize we can also seek to position ourselves by 2025 to be self-sufficient in food stock for poultry while still having the capacity to export. Motley said it is not beyond the capacity of the region to urgently deal with the production of some of the things we are importing, but it requires political will it requires bringing together the complexity of the issues from crop insurance to access to financing, to the removal of barriers to technology and access to the land. She also encouraged Caribbean people to eat more locally grown food to help reduce the resources needed to fight non-communicable diseases. Sinkets Nevis Observer reports that around 3,000 Ukrainian tourists are stranded in the Dominican Republic and running out of cash after the Russian attack on their country, a counselor official said Tuesday. The stranded Ukrainians currently need help from the Dominican Republic. They need money, they need clothes, they need a lot of things, the Ukrainian honorary consulate said during a press conference in Santo Domingo. She said that 1,200 out of the 3,000 Ukrainians stuck in the Caribbean country had been turfed out of the hotels where they had been vacationing because they had no money to extend their stay. Right now, we have tourists on the street. Hotels have kicked them out because they can't afford to pay, she said. Carlos Mesa, an immigration advisor to the consulate, said that there are many cases the tourist travel insurance does not cover the eventuality of war. In retaliation for the Russian invasion, the 27 countries of the European Union have closed their airspace to Russian airlines. Russia in turn closed, except in cases of special permission, its own airspace to carriers from 36 European countries in Canada. Dominican Tourism Minister David Collado said he would hold a meeting with the private sector and try to reassure the stranded tourists that they could rest easy. The Dominican state will react responsibly and with human sensitivity. Antigua Newsroom reports that the Director General of the Inter-American Institute for Corporation on Agriculture, Manuel Otero, expressed his concern regarding the situation in Eastern Europe and warned of its potential negative consequences for global food security and trade in agricultural goods. 
He recalled that the impact on world peace and the widespread uncertainty it triggers disrupts the regular operation of markets and compromises food supply, affecting food prices and key inputs required for food production. In warning about these negative effects, Otero added that the escalation is occurring at a time when the world, and particularly Latin America and the Caribbean, is still trying to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic, which has pushed millions of families into poverty and has jeopardized the future of children and youth, especially those who have been unable to attend school. In light of this new scenario, the Director General underscored Inter-American Institute for Corporation on Agriculture's commitment to continue to ensure agricultural development and the well-being of rural communities in the Americas, as well as to increase the technical cooperation and assistance it provides to countries, many of which are food importers, in an effort to address and mitigate the consequences of the conflict in the region. Now Grenada reports that the rising costs and limited access to high-quality animal feeds are constraining factors for the development of the poultry and livestock sectors in the Caribbean and a threat to food security in the region. There is also growing problems of managing organic waste from our farms, markets, restaurants, hotels, and food manufacturers that create health, environmental, and climate risk. In examining solutions to these challenges, the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations, in collaboration with FERA, Science Limited recently completed a survey of organic waste across Barbados, Jamaica, Grenada, and Trinidad and Tobago. The study assesses the potential of insect farming as a solution to the twin problem of increasing volumes of organic waste and the lack of stable access to affordable animal feed. Insect farming is widely regarded around the world as one of the key solutions to reducing waste in the environment and creating sustainable sources of animal feed. In this process, selected insect species efficiently convert organic waste biomass through their natural ability to upcycle waste material into high-quality products suitable for agriculture and animal feed industries. The black soldier fly larva is the main insect being farmed. As an introduction to this innovation, Food and Agricultural Organization of the United States, FARA, and the University of the West Indies are developing a regional pilot project to showcase the value of the insect farming and provide the catalyst for a series of community projects focused on creating sustainable animal feed from organic waste. The findings of the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United States study will be discussed with all interested stakeholders in a virtual forum in March with implementation of the pilot project set to begin by mid-year. HaitiNews.net via Annie reports that a new study led by researchers at the University of Miami School of Marine and Atmospheric Science found that corals that underwent a stressful temperature treatment in the laboratory for 90 days were more tolerant to increase water temperatures. The study was published in the journal Coral Reefs. These findings offer coral restoration scientists with a new approach to potentially increase the success rate of planting nursery-raised staghorn corals 
coral onto degraded reefs as climate change continues to warm ocean temperatures, resulting in more frequent coral bleaching events. Staghorn coral has died off throughout South Florida and the Caribbean and is listed as threatened on the Endangered Species Act. While previously stress-hardening experiments on coral have utilized exposures to short-term temperatures, the University of Miami team assessed the effect of long-term variable temperatures where temperatures reach a stressful level for a brief period of time twice per day. The study led by Allison Demerlis, a PhD student at the University of Miami, said, we were able to demonstrate that this temperature treatment can boost the coral stamina to heat stress. To conduct the experiment, Dermelis and scientists at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, Atlantic Oceanographic and Meteorological Laboratory, and University of Miami Corporative Institute for Marine and Atmospheric Studies, collected coral fragments from six different genetic individuals of Caribbean staghorn coral from the University of Miami's Rescue a Reef Coral Nursery and randomly assigned them to one of three groups. One, field control, two, laboratory control, and three, variable temperature treatment. The laboratory control and variable temperature treated corals were subjected to a three-month treatment period where the laboratory controls were kept at a constant 28 degrees Celsius, while the variable temperature regime corals were subjected to fluctuating temperatures between 28 and 31 degrees Celsius twice daily for three months. The scientists then measured bleaching progression photographically, as well as the number of days that the coral endured thermal stress before bleaching. They found that the variable temperature treatment significantly improved coral endurance in thermal stress on the order of several days in comparison to the untreated coral. In addition, they found that the untreated corals were more quickly to succumb to disease-like signs of tissue loss. The findings demonstrated the benefit of using a variable temperature treatment in the laboratory setting for maintaining staghorn coral over the traditional static temperatures. This may be translated in the field for restoration practitioners, specifically for identifying locations where their coral nurseries and outplanting sites can be exposed to more fluctuating temperatures. Jamaica Information Service reports that the Jamaica Center for Tourism Innovation has launched a new certification program for professionals in the tourism industry, the Certification in Hotel Industry Analytics is an internationally recognized resource for managers and a critical certification for final year students going into tourism and hospitality management. Speaking at the virtual launch on February 25th, Executive Director of Tourism Enhancement Fund, Dr. Carrie Wallace, said that the new program will be a game changer for the local tourism industry. He noted that 30 free places will be offered to industry managers and college tutors. Dr. Wallace informed that the certification program will be delivered through the American Hotel and Lodging Educational Institute and Smith's Travel Research, which is the global source for benchmarking and forecasting data in the sector. 
The Smith Travel Research will deliver the training over six weeks from March 18 to April 8, 2022. The training package will include PowerPoint presentations, application exercises, support data, and quizzes. Upon completion of the workshop, students will be asked to take a 90-minute online examination. Dr. Wallace praised the Jamaica Center for Tourism innovation for facilitating excellent training opportunities for hospitality workers, thereby securing the country's competitive advantage as a preferred tourism destination for travel industry partners and visitors. The Caribbean Journal reports that Antigua and Barbuda has signed an agreement to host the prestigious Royal Ocean Racing Club Caribbean 600 for another four years. The renewal means that the destination will continue to attract sailing elite and promising sailors, building Antigua and Barbuda's reputation as the sailing capital of the Caribbean, the country's Ministry of Tourism said in a statement. Antigua has been making it a point to cultivate the sailing and yachting sector as a means of economic development. This year's Royal Ocean Racing Club Caribbean 600 attracted 74 teams with 738 sailors hailing from 32 different nations. Worldwide News Today reports that work will soon begin on Disney Cruise Line's second port in the Bahamas Lighthouse Point. Disney has finally received government approval to begin construction on this $400 million project. Now that Disney Cruise Line has acquired all of the necessary permits, hiring of construction workers will now begin. A job fair will be tentatively held on March 5th at the Ulita Business Hub as the expected number of construction workers needed has doubled. In a Disney Cruise Line newsletter, Thomas Mazulum, president of Disney Cruise Line stated, we are so grateful for the support we have received from the people and government of the Bahamas over the past few years. As we get started, we remain committed to our guiding principles, creating sustainable economic opportunities for Bahamians, protecting and sustaining the natural beauty of the site, celebrating Bahamian culture and helping to strengthen the community of Ulithra. We are excited to move this important work forward with you and will continue to keep you updated on our progress and how you can get involved. American Bridge will be the design builder for the project. About 20% of the 750 acres purchased by Disney will be turned into open air structures, patios, walkways, a pier, and a small marina. And finally, News Is My Business reports that Puerto Rico ranked best following Honduras, Jamaica, Paraguay, and Argentina in the ratings listed released by Uber of the five Latin American countries with the highest average grades given to its users by their partner drivers. Getting the highest user rating position in Latin America reconfirms the warmth of the Puerto Rican people, said Uber Safety Communications Manager for the Andean region, Central America, and the Caribbean, Manuela Bedoya. Bedoya noted that among the cities where the app is still available on the island, Ponce is positioned as the city with the best user rate, followed by Maguez and San Juan. The rating of each user is the average of the last 500 trips made, so the users always can improve their rating. 
This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, March 3rd. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.